Hello, my name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks for so much for listening today to the podcast. Today we have a very compelling show that can completely change your life, change your thinking about vaccination. We're going to be talking to Judy Mikovits, who has done amazing, groundbreaking research proving that vaccines, every single vaccine, contains retroviruses and how retroviruses are the cause of autoimmune disease, cancers, pain syndromes, brain swelling, and many diseases that are being diagnosed today for which doctors say have no cure and for which they have no no treatment for. And that's absolutely not true. There's so many things you can do if you are one of the 25 million people affected today and infected with retroviruses. So we're going to talk about all about retroviruses, um, how people are contracting these, including the vaccines and other biological therapies, and what you can do and who, where you can turn for help if you are afflicted and infected with a retrovirus. If you want to learn more about how to improve your energy levels and detox your mitochondria, go to mitochondriadetox.com. This is my groundbreaking discovery about toxic metals and how they cause fatigue in the body and the solution, which is a very simple three-step system to detox these metals that are interfering in mitochondria functioning and energy production in the cells. So if you go to mitochondriadetox.com, you can learn more about my my simple three-step system to detox your body of heavy metals like arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, and cesium, which are metals that are shown to reduce energy production in the body because of various reasons. And the mitochondria detox is a very simple system to detox these metals. So check out mitochondriadetox.com to learn more. Our guest today is uh, Judy Mikovits. She earned her BA in chemistry with a specialization in biology from the University of Virginia in 1980 and her PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology from George Washington University in 1992. In her 35-year quest to understand and treat chronic diseases, she has co-authored seminal papers culminating at least a decade of research in each of four fields, immunology, natural products chemistry, epigenetics, and HIV AIDS drug development. In 2006, she became attracted to the plight of families with neuroimmune disease, including ME and chronic fatigue syndrome and autism. Dr. Mikovits has been primarily responsible for demonstrating the relationship between environmentally acquired immune dysfunction, chronic inflammation, and these diseases. Dr. Mikovits has co-authored more than 50 peer-reviewed publications and book chapters in the book Plague, One Scientist's Intrepid Search for the Truth About Human Retroviruses and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Autism, and Other Diseases. Her pioneering work during her 20-year career at the National Cancer Institute includes the discovery of the modulation of DNA methylation machinery by human retroviral infection and the development of the concept of inflammatory cytokines and chemokine signatures of infection and disease, which was first published in 1990. 
1999 when she directed the Laboratory of Antiviral Drug Mechanisms in Developing Therapeutics and Diagnostics for HIV AIDS and AIDS-Associated Malignancies. These are therapies that are still standard of care 25 years later and credited with saving millions of deaths from HIV AIDS. You can learn more about her at markinc.org, M-A-R-C-I-N-C.org. Judy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Wendy. I appreciate it. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your story and your experience with vaccine research? Uh, well, it's interesting because um, my story, I'm a, as, you, as you know, I'm a biochemist and molecular biologist with a PhD, and I spent 22 years at the National Cancer Institute um, looking at uh, basically how viruses cause cancer and the immune response to viruses um, contribute to cancers and any number of diseases, including autism and, uh, and myalgic encephalomyelitis. So I, I created, uh, was part of the founding and creation of the first neuroimmune institute. It was called the Whittemore-Peterson Institute in um, Reno, Nevada, and we did that in 2006, in December 2006, essentially. Um, and what we were looking at um, was outbreaks of um, myalgic encephalomyelitis, which is a, a brain inflammation, a very, a very bad disease of the brain, um, akin to early onset Alzheimer's or things to where um, you have a, a huge amount of pain. Um, you're susceptible to chronic infections, you have more cancers, um, you can't remember anything. Um, literally, it takes the you know, brilliant people down and, and removes them from their life. And, um, and we suspected an infectious nature um, because there are outbreaks of the disease. Um, so my, my book basically, well, in, in, in 2009, we published a paper showing retroviruses, you know, viruses similar to HIV um, were being isolated. We isolated them from um, patients with the disease, also from their family members, also from people with cancer and autism. And so these uh these retroviruses, now HIV, AIDS-like viruses, are causing um, even worse than HIV, AIDS. They're causing these diseases um, which destroy your immune system and your brain. And uh, the worst part about it is you don't die. You simply suffer um, for decades um, with no brain, um, in, in horrible pain, um, can't sleep, can't think, can't work. Um, and the government had basically been calling these people crazy because they look, you look fine. You look pretty like you and me sitting here. Um, and, and, and everybody says, oh, she can't be sick. She's beautiful. She's crazy. So moms and family members get called Munchausen's by proxy. Mm, <laughs> and, yes. and, and basically the moms are, are forcing this because because they're crazy and their and their kids aren't 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 sick. They're trying to get attention for the moms who are trying to help uh, the kids or the family members. So it's a it's a horrific um, twenty five million Americans. Uh, and and in fact, that's what we found. We isolated these viruses um, from six percent um, in all the controls. Wow. Um, which were, yeah, that's 25 million Americans. And what's not realized is at the height of HIV AIDS in 1991, 
um, it was only one million Americans. So the, and think of the cost to this country. So 25 million Americans are carriers of these viruses, these age-like viruses, um, and, um, and, and it literally they explode at any given time, and the disease can be uh, not present at all. You could just be a carrier, or in the very susceptible, the very young and old, um, you can have of, um, you know, devastating um, of disease and, and even death from cancer. And so you made a connection between retroviruses and these outbreaks and vaccination. And that these, yeah, retro, well, these retroviruses, retroviruses are being found in vaccines. So can you speak about that and your yeah. need to tell the story about your book, Plague? Yeah. Yeah, so that we we wrote the book Plague. Um, Ken Tech and Lively was uh, is a, a former attorney, and his he had an injured daughter, a severely vaccine injured daughter, in one of my family studies. In our family studies, we're isolating these HIV AIDS like viruses. Well, my colleagues from HIV. Um, and the National Cancer Institute were all working with us at the Whittemore Peterson Institute, and they were finding a much bigger incidence of these vi of these viruses, um, and they're mouse viruses. So they're related to mice. They're mice endogenous retroviruses that have jumped into people, and that's how they cause disease. You know, the HIV-like virus came from monkeys into people. So we start thinking about, and one of my colleagues from HIV um, wrote a paper in January of 2011 and said the most likely way that mouse viruses got into human is vaccines and biological therapies. All of our biological therapies essentially since the early 90s or mid 80s are um, our biological therapies that now we understood from my work and from his commentary paper um, were most likely entering humans from not only vaccines but our biological cancer therapies because they're all made in mice. Well, so give us so an we, example of these biological therapies just for anyone that may have had these treatments. Uh, well, so the, the, some of the interferon therapies, some of the interleukins, uh, the checkpoint inhibitors. So, uh, the, the drugs Opdivo and, um, uh, Keytruda that we see on TV every day. So the Time Magazine talked about, um, about this, it's called CAR, C-A-R, T-cell therapy. And, and this is the big cure for cancer. And it's made, it's literally how they get the genes into your cells is with a mouse retrovirus. So you see, when my colleague, when we realized that these mouse retroviruses, which are, are which we're making all of our therapies in mice, and and there we we do all of our drug testing in mice, we do of our testing in animal cells lines. We do our testing in human cell lines. So we grow our own cells in the laboratory um, and we're in laboratories where there are mice and mouse cell lines. And in, in, the, in the summer of 2011, so when my colleague wrote that opinion, 
paper. His name was Ben Burkout, and that paper is in the book. We discuss all of these things in the book. Um, essentially, I, I said it was a suspense thriller. Um, I called it a murder mystery, but God has a sense of humor, and I survived. Um, and, and basically, what we do is we open the book with my arrest and jailing. And wow. so... Basically, in order to discredit us, our paper in 2009 was published in um, in, in one of the most highly regarded journals in the world, um, the journal Science. And, um, you know, it basically it it just set the world on fire because doctors and patients everywhere started looking at, at um, you know, not only myalgic encephalomyelitis, but autism and and the other cancers and things that are escalating in our world, the autoimmune diseases that are escalating and in our world syndrome. and pain syndromes in life. Um, ben Burkow, uh, uh, the Dr. Burkow, uh, they um, they they recognized that I, you know, I was right. My husband's doctor in in Ventura, California, even showed a chronic Lyme patient the paper and said, "This will change everything. This will change all of medicine." But little did we know that the problem was so big when everybody realized it wasn't just this disease called myalgic encephalomyelitis that nobody knew about um, and was only one million um, women um, uh, primarily, but but in fact, it was children with autism, it was cancer, it was lupus, it was, um, you name it, prostate cancer was where this family of viruses was first described um, in, in prostate cancer. And so for us, the only reason and we were able to put it together is because that's what we had done our whole lives is work on how retroviruses and other viruses cause cancer. And we were actually making drugs, natural product therapeutics um, to, to fight this with. And so we knew of the prostate cancer patient and we started putting together that the families were, were all infected. Um, and, and so the wife wouldn't obviously get prostate cancer, but she might get breast cancer and, um, and, and chronic fatigue syndrome. So chronic fatigue syndrome is really a big closet disease. It's a shameful stigma name because in America you can't be tired, you know, so it's, it's there and, and they, you know, do the same thing below blame the victim and just say you're crazy and oh you know suck it up and get up and go work and these and when these devastating viruses hit your brain you're you're literally destroyed and um so what our book does is walk through um my arrest my jailing and 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 so the the it opens in um with my arrest and so I get held in jail for five days without seeing a lawyer with all of my constitution so why were you arrested um, on a fake charge, without a warrant, without anything. Yeah. I was called a fugitive from justice, but you can't be a fugitive if there's no crime. And so this is evidence so, that, you know, big pharma is trying, and this happens to so many people, so many people doing research or vaccine research or cancer research that find something that makes big pharma look bad, and they do everything they can to discredit you, IRS audits, jailing, uh, threatened threats. Uh, there's many, many, many people that I, I, I won't mention that I know of that just uh, have their lives ruined or even are murdered. Right. Exactly. In fact, before I was arrested, so I was fired from my job um, it, uh, September 29th for no reason other than I had 
uncovered this and I refused to, I basically refused to say that we made a mistake and our data was wrong. Mm. So they went to Were the, you asked to do that? Yes. 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 And I was also asked to, you know, and I, I also uncovered that my supervisors were, um, were um, misappropriating federal funds. And they were also selling a diagnostic test that hadn't been properly validated for the family of viruses. And so um, I discovered my, you know, this, um, (laughs) you know, this this huge criminal ring surrounding the University of Nevada, Harry Reid. Harvey Whittemore, uh, and, um, and, and basically, um, they were using this discovery. Harvey Whittemore had been, um, um, embezzling money from, um, his business partners and they caught him and they were threatening to kill him. And he had lied to the FBI about, um, a, uh, a election fraud with regard to Harry Reid. So Harry Reid wasn't actually legally, elected uh, and they were they were paying people basically um to donate to his campaign um so lots of other things going on there and i had discovered this um, um in late august and early september i discovered the scientific fraud and the misappropriation of federal funds by one of um by actually the first author on our paper um who um was basically taking the money out of the re- Research lab and putting it in the company, which is a big, big no-no, and and not doing his job, and he was being paid for it, and so they were taking our data and using it, um, and and actually, um, you know, perpetrating fraud to continue that saying that the XMRV, the VP62, the original clone virus, was the virus we found, and and it it wasn't. It was a it was a related family member, and this also made Big Pharma very mad because they had the patent on the VP62 uh, Abbott is the company and they with with um uh, uh Bob uh, Robert Silverman at uh, in uh, I forgot the name of the institute he worked at but major Ma- Cleveland Clinic so here's a major major controller of our medicine and our vaccines and our pharmaceuticals and they think they've got the zillion dollar patent and 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 he he said our data our virus that we isolated was his sequence and it wasn't so the fraud in our in the paper was Bob Silverman and um and and basically it's all about money so uh you know so I was so they basically put a gun to the head of um Harvey and Annette Whittemore and said you know we got you um so she goes or you go and her, their daughter was very, very sick um, with the virus when the family is infected beyond a shadow of a doubt. And we got her well with antiretroviral therapy. Oh. So when you use AIDS drugs, and, and so what we learned in HIV, and thanks to the, um, the advocacy group ACT UP, you, that by law, um, you can use a diagnostic code for other human and retrovirus, nobody can ask which in order to keep you from being stigmatized, and you can get your drugs subsidized by the government for twenty-five dollars. Wow. So if you look, if you look and think about it, um, this is—it's a disease to affect the economy of nations, and it's the brilliant um, forward that Hillary. Um, 
I think it's Hillary Johnson wrote for our book. Um, sorry, my brain's not yeah. exactly so. Uh, so the cure for these yeah. retroviruses is antiretroviral therapy. That's fantastic. Yeah. So look, what and, is the... as well as natural products. So okay. you can use teas. You can use you can use herbs. You can use a hundred year old Bayer drug called Suramin. And uh, S-U-R-A-M-I-N. And that drug is a hundred year old drug and we, we know how to use it safely. And so uh, an investigator, and I won't use his name in San Diego, did a small clinical trial in autism with Suramin used properly. We used to do a lot of research in the early 80s. It was one of our first um, HIV drugs. We pulled everything off the shelf that made sense that might work. And so Suramin actually was was curative for autism and the bayer the drug company took it away from the kids you cannot get it it, it can heal these kids like Kentek and Lively's daughter who hasn't spoke a word and is desperately ill she looks like an AIDS patient because that's what she is and um and he can't get the drug and so this just happened in the last year. So, you know, our, our, um, you know, our book is revealing when you cure a disease, you know what caused it. And so Suramin was actually the reason why we didn't use it in HIV is what did it work best on? Oh, the, the gamma retroviruses from mice, the retroviruses that we found from mice. And so HIV is a different family of viruses. So the Suramin drug worked best on on the family of viruses we isolated and discovered associated with all of these diseases. And so now um, Bayer's back doing a lot of clinical trials, and I'm sure they're going to bring this back as something else because it's 100 years old, yeah. so you can't patent it. Yeah, so, so they're, they're going to change one molecule, do a yeah. patent and charge 10 grand and a month for it. For everybody to get treated on diseases that they cause. Yeah. So what is the truth of the current research findings on retroviral contamination and vaccines? Um, the, the truth is essentially every vaccine is contaminated and, um, and or they're making them out of backbones of retroviruses. You know, so and, and, and they stay the, the sad truth is that the retroviruses stay in your genome for generations. And the, the murine leukemia, the gamma retroviruses from mice can infect stem cells. So every, so generations, grandma can have ME-CFS and child can get it from, um, from grandma, inherit the sequence, and then the vaccines amplify it because there are many, many more um, viruses in there. Because the retroviruses, you don't have to have the particle, you just have the sequence. So anywhere there is animal cell line or cellular material, the sequence is only 8,000 base pairs. It's called a provirus. And the provirus, you know, needs your cells in order to make a particle. And, and be infectious and transmissible. And that's a really important part. But we're injecting literally thousands, tens of thousands, millions of base pairs of DNA in every single vaccine containing cow retroviruses, mouse retroviruses, pig retroviruses. And in fact, if you look at the CDC excipient list for the uh, Rotatech, the uh, Rotatech vaccine, um, they, they list 
two pig retroviruses in there and they and they say oh but they don't do anything to humans huh. by definition if you inject a, re- a retrovirus an animal retrovirus in a human and it is expressed it will hurt you yes yeah and, and I just I, I wanted to do this podcast because of your very very important research and findings uh, because so many people are being harmed by vaccines yeah. they think that they're yeah. solving one problem but they're really creating another creating a, a whole generation of people suffering from allergies autoimmune right. disease uh, 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 autism dementia cancer pain syndromes and there's a reason that these the, the subset of health issues are rapidly on the rise in the United States today and people are just uh, you know, right. are are very frustrated going to the doctors, not getting any sort of diagnosis. We don't know what's wrong with you. And mm-hmm. so many people are suffering and looking for alternative means to aid their health. So if someone suspects that they have uh, something that you're talking about, a retrovirus, how do they go about getting diagnosed and tested? Well, it's... It's interesting because we all have retroviruses that our immune system has crippled. They're called endogenous retroviruses, so they're not infectious and transmissible. And so, meaning they're just silenced in your immune system has kept them silenced, and and you have to keep them silenced. So you really, it becomes a big conundrum. You don't want to test and say, "Do I have a retrovirus?" You know, we 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 know that you have lots of retroviruses and there are pieces and parts and components of those retroviruses in every vaccine. And what we've learned now is you don't have to have an infectious retrovirus, just the components, just the pieces and parts, just the envelope gene and just the, and and it can, the glyphosate in vaccines or the mercury or the aluminum that actually cripple the parts of the immune system that keep them silent. So, so it's literally a time bomb because if you, ha- we all have retroviruses, but mine are silent. Um, mine aren't turned on because, you know, most six, I'm 60 years old um, and most 60 year olds only got two vaccines. So it's not just a vaccine. It's the sheer numbers of these things. And it's not just the the components and the retroviral elements in the vaccines it's the mercury it's the it's the because every time you get one it's like throwing gasoline on a fire so the kids get sicker and sicker and sicker and so if you um you know the ones the the ones that were the are the most dangerous carriers of the retroviruses are of course mmr Yes. And so, and there, those are three RNA viruses. So varicella. So you can't. It's the live virus or the attenuated virus vaccines, not the you know component vaccines that are the most harmful. So when you've crippled a child by you know giving them the component vaccines for the first year of their life, you've crippled their immune system with the mercury, with the aluminum, the boatload of aluminum in the first year of life vaccines. And then you come in with MMR and they have no defense. Yeah. And it's it's known to contain. So my research showed 
Um, the, the, the real, the final nail in my coffin was a study that I did <laughs> with a group. Um, there's a disease called ITP, idiopathic thrombocytopenia. Um, I explain idiopathic that the idiots don't understand the pathogenesis. <laughs> and so that's why they call all these diseases idiopathic. But we understand the pathogenesis. So um, how it causes disease is what pathogenesis means. Um, so um, uh, James Bucell in New York City had called me. Um, his po- One of his postdocs, um, his uh, students, had read the paper and said, gee, we have a lot of fatigue in in, in crippling fatigue in and pain in ITP. In this, it's a platelet disease. It's a clotting, a blood factor disease. And so we're starting to think. And so, and and it's often been associated with viruses, and they don't know what causes it. Well, kids, including my um, eldest, my my husband's eldest grandson, who's now eighteen, um, was um, diagnosed with ITP after an MMR vaccination. And so MMR vaccination lists ITP as a side effect. And so I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it at the time because everybody just blamed um, that sibling, that mom, for that child's Asperger's because he got ITP and none of us knew it. And then he got Asperger's because it's, again, the stigma. People are shamed. People don't talk. They hide these diseases in the closet the way we used to hide cancer. Uh, so, But a lot of people talk to me now because of the book, and that's why we do it. Um, so at any rate, uh, ITP is listed as a side of a possible side effect of MMR. Yeah, and so, my, my daughter was injured after her MMR vaccine. Correct. She, she regressed and just was not speaking at mm-hmm. almost three years old, spoke two word sentences and yep. just complete evaporation and no progress in her language skills. Right. So this is what we learned. And so we isolated, I mean, so I did studies with James Bucell as his laboratory, and they sent me totally blinded samples. And about a third of the samples were positive for the envelopes of XMRV. So they had the components of the virus, and the patients were making immune response. And so we firmly linked the virus to some cases of ITP. And so the lots of the vaccines that are contaminated, um, the most heaviest contaminated are going to cause the disease because platelets don't live very long. So you can clear the infected cell. If you get lucky and you aren't really loaded with it, you'll just, you know, get unfortunately get the autism. So our work actually confirmed and extended Andy Wakefield's work. And, and Andy Wakefield showed, you know, the, I, I went to talk to an autism meeting in January of 2010, right after our paper came out, and, and met Andy at that time. Um, and, and, and he said, you know, um, they're com- coming after you. Um, and I'm like, no, no, we got this because we've got Frank Rossetti and we've got the National Cancer Institute, and we've got the stalwarts of everything. And of course, um, when the National Cancer Institute, when Tony Fauci, the head of the National uh, uh, Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, when they all realized the scope of the problem, they basically said, science, the journal started this and science the journal is going to end it. And so when they couldn't retract our, our paper on scientific merit, they, they had agreed in 2011, we all agreed the sequence was wrong. So they said you couldn't validate your own work. 
well, it wasn't that sequence. It was another virus. And in the validation studies, we were only allowed to look for that sequence because that's what we said. So they, they twisted the science around and said, you didn't even validate your own work, which of course we did many, 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 many times over. And, and the cures speak to that with Suramin and the other drugs. They speak to the fact that we were right and true and it doesn't matter or if it's a whole virus, if you're injecting it directly. This is the problem, just the components, because vaccines bypass the skin, they bypass the infectious roots, the gut, they, they bypass everything, and you're taking that needle and you're injecting that right into that child's brain or their immune system Right there. Directly into the bloodstream with no filtration at all. And with those, with the mercury poisoning and the um, aluminum poisoning and, and everything else that's going on. It's just, it's a perfect storm uh, of a nightmare. Yeah, and the, the, the vaccines today have such high levels of aluminum and forms of aluminum that are more right. toxic because uh, the vaccination, the companies that make the vaccines need an adjuvant. They need something right. to trigger the immune system response or like an irritant. And they use right. these forms of aluminum, uh, really toxic forms in the Gardasil vaccine. That's why it's causing so many injuries in people today because right. the aluminum itself can cause death of a fetus in utero. It can cause, uh, it's neurophilic. The aluminum attaches onto the yep. nervous system, causes brain right. swelling all kinds of nervous system issues, pain, things like that. So on that note, let's talk yep. a little bit about heavy metal contamination in vaccines. So that's my area of focus. And uh, so you'd mentioned that, you know, many children today are primed for uh, developing these autoimmune diseases and health issues and expressing the retroviruses because they're so contaminated with heavy metals. So I, I believe a lot of children are being born today, getting the metals from their mother, the mercury fillings in the mother, that mercury is getting into the babies and other toxins that are in the mother, getting into the baby through the placenta, through, through, through the uh, placenta, sorry. And so let's talk a little bit about how the vaccines are also uh, introducing heavy metals into children and adults today. Well, as you said, they're they're loaded with them, and and they're they've never no no aluminum adjuvant ever has ever been tested in a clinical trial, and as you know, no safety studies have ever been done on the combination so of of any of the vaccines like MMR. When we make cancer drugs or even HIV AIDS drugs. We have to test every single thing individually and then test them combined. But that 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 happens, um, you know, in that takes decades and and tens of millions of dollars. Well, these drug companies don't have any pipelines for cancer therapies because the cures are natural products and, and, and simple things. And so they're creating clients with their vaccines. So yes, the, the vaccines are not only loaded with heavy metals, but formaldehyde, polysorbate 80, which is a detergent with in, intended. So they're, they're low Loaded, um, you know, with garbage. Um, Antoinette uh, Gotti and, um, published a paper where she did an electron micrograph study, and she showed even animal blood cells in there, um, you know, whole and all kinds, the, the metal off of the needle. She showed chromium. She showed um, all kinds of heavy metals in these things. Um, they're, they're so caustic. And, and, you know, they, and they sit around forever and we're just simply injecting them and, and creating a nightmare. And the schedule, because of the 
1986 law um, taking away any kind of liability, all a company has to do is call a drug a vaccine and make a billion dollars. They don't have to do any safety testing, and they don't. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and so they have no no uh, yeah. responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. No liability. So None. And most people don't know that. No liability, no doctors. You can't even say the doctor was wrong. The doctor doctors won't admit that they're wrong. They will not. I just had a friend of mine who had uh, their child had a vaccine reaction or a number of friends, uh, whether they right. care to admit it or not. And the doctors will not say it's the vaccine. They, they were like, right. oh, the vaccines are completely safe. And so yeah. people are deterred away from uh, you know thinking that the actual cause of their child's health, health issues vaccines when i think that's probably the primary reason children have allergies and add and the other types of health issues that we're seeing in a child populations today oh oh absolutely every every one of them and i encourage i encourage your audience that's why it's such great thing what you do um, to go to autismone.org and look at the talks. Um, they're all up there that, you know, in, in, in just all of the stuff, it talks about heavy metals at great length. Stephanie Seneff talks at great length about the glyphosate, which we now know as of last week, you know, a jury awarded $289 million to uh, someone here in California yes. who, uh, uh, who was spraying this stuff, you know, in, in full gear. Yes. So this is the big thing. They're in full gear, and and yet they're spraying this stuff, and we're not. So um, the so, so you're talking about the Roundup Ready glyphosate, the right. weed killer sold right. by Monsanto, sprayed right. on all non-organic food, all the golf courses, all of the parks where our children are playing, and it's in all the vaccines. And it's also sprayed as a drying agent, yes. which most people don't realize. So a lot of the food that is e even non-GMO and organic is being dried that way and they don't realize it when it leaves the farm and, and that includes our our you know so our medical marijuana there's only one uh place that's allowed to grow medical marijuana and and it's dried with glyphosate mm -hmm. so none of us can use it and do the testing and the government knows it um so you know this is this is why, you know, this is why, um, you know, they tried to destroy me. So between when I was fired and and I was jailed, that was September 29th to um, November 18th. And I refused to give up, you know, that say the data were wrong because they weren't wrong. And, and we learn more and more and more about it, how it destroys the gut microbiome. So this, you know, this glyphosate and the aluminum work together, um, the roundup, the, the vaccines are contaminated with glyphosate. So Stephanie Seneff, Dr. Seneff and I have been working the last few years um, to understand what the glyphosate does to the expression of the retroviruses. Um, and, and again, it's, it's aiding in the spread and the, and so the, the volume, it's like, it's like this smart bomb that explodes once it hits your child and it takes a long time, the latency, but what we've done and meaning the time to when you get the injection to when you see the disease, but the more exposure you have to the, the glyphosate and um, the mercury is also in those so-called light bulbs that are the energy efficient light bulb. They're just offing mercury, you know, 
you know, so there's a lot, a lot more mercury in our environment that we're exposed to. Same thing with aluminum. If you live within five miles of the coast, the aluminum's getting into the air. So we're, we're exposed to a lot more things. So, um, you know, Fiji water is a great way to pull aluminum. The, the bottled water Fiji um, is a great way to pull aluminum out of your system every single day. Um, and, and some of the waters like Perrier and um, uh, the sulfur containing uh, waters, um, uh, Pellegrino are also really good for for your health and your gut health and healing things. You know, fulvic and humic from the soil the um, are are restorative for the gut. So we can start healing. And um, and I, I encourage if you've never interviewed uh, Zach Bush, um, who made the the product Restore, um, Zach Bush, MD, out of University of Virginia, just fascinating fascinating yes. yeah i've been and, keep me to have them on the podcast it's the the silica that's in the fiji water that yeah. is what causes the aluminum detoxification my mitochondria yeah. detox kit actually has a much much stronger form of silica yeah. called it's activated silica that right. helps to detox aluminum arsenic tin thallium and cesium uh, very very effectively because it binds to it and helps to Wonder. you know uh, get it out of tissues and that's and that's really important point because all of the metals you just mentioned are are in the vaccines. Yes, all of them. that's mm-hmm. in that Gotti paper, and I'll make sure that we po- post that for people who want to know. Yes, um, that'd be later great. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, what is the hope that we might hold now, um, and and what can what can be done to help people who are suffering? Oh, I, I think that's the best news. That's why. That's what I've moved on to do. Um, so as I told you, um, uh, about the Institute and the, and the Whittemore's daughter being healed and getting back to her life, um, these natural products, um, you know, even something as simple as vitamin C and high dose vitamin C can correct the methylation defects that are being caused that are amplifying the, the retroviruses. All of our work for the last 40 years in HIV has enabled us to develop natural products. That's what we did um, as therapy. So cannabis is a fabulous detox, heavy metal detox. <laughs> you know, in fact, uh, I, I was teaching doctors at Autism One a few years ago when they led in the water at Flint, Michigan, that story. I said, just throw the cannabis in the water. <laughs> just don't, don't use it after uh, that. It'll purify it. Are you talking about CBD oil or? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I said, just throw the plant throw the plant in the water and that will, <laughs> the stock will pull all, it's a huge, great detoxifier. So it'll pull all the heavy metals out. Just don't use that plant unless you extract it and purify away the heavy metals. Mm-hmm. So the great hope we have is there are a lot of plants um, and, and that eat very simple, cheap, effective ways to detox. As you know, as we've just, as you've talked about and spent your life detoxing your daughter. So once we know um, you know what the enemy is. I mean, we can we can even cure these cancers. You know, and and I testify a, a, around the world in courts and say, you know, cannabis is curative for autism. You know, it's not the cure. You need to do the other things. You need to detox. You need to find some of the sources. But as part of a simple way, at twenty dollars or so, um, you know, you can you can easily stay pain free, stay well, and keep yourself and live a high quality of life. So the hope, and that's why we put the story in the book um, about Magic Johnson, um, because my PhD thesis, the dogma at the time I was doing 
doing my research um, was that um, uh, that the T cell all our therapies in HIV were were made towards the T cell, and and it was like let yourself get sicker and sicker, and don't use these dangerous drugs um, because um, you know uh, they're too dangerous and they'll kill you. Well, what my research showed was the only one in ten thousand we knew only one in ten thousand T cells was infected. And I said, something else is, is the orchestrator. So the orchestrator of the disease turned out to be the macrophage, the brain microglia. And, and what's the biggest damage from aluminum? The brain microglia, the macrophages all over your body. You have different microglia, different macrophage subsets that do different specialized things like fatty liver is our, our microglia in our liver, the cupfer cells um, getting sick. And, you know, that's, that's all the toxins, all the poisons, things like that. So the good news is we can fix it. And we know exactly how to fix it because Magic Johnson is just fine, isn't he? Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah, I know. I have several, I know several people that they have HIV, but they have no yep. symptoms okay. whatsoever, perfectly healthy so I, I go around the world saying you can have HIV and not have AIDS. So it's not about testing for these gamma retroviruses. It's just stop the vaccinations it's totally. In fact, that was what I thought would happen when our paper came out was everything would end and they would stop this. It would. I mean, you could have blown me over with a feather um, when I found out that the journal Science is fake news. Um, you know, just. And it just it I, I you know and and I think most of my colleagues are that way. Um, it's just it's so hard for uh, doctors, nurses, anybody to really realize um, what what they're doing with our research, with how easy. No doctor wants to make their client their patient sick, yeah. you know. And so doctors have to hold on to that, um, ha- hold on to that vaccine and no parent, you know, so because the doctors are doing it. And that's why movies like Vax, Vax, um, uh, the podcast like yours, um, the Internet is really helping. And that's why we wrote the book, because it right in the book, it shows what what link they went to to shut me up um and i just i was a nothing you know you're not the only one i mean there is a systematic uh you know campaign to destroy discredit uh to silence people who were doing research like you're doing and censorship on the internet on youtube on facebook on google of people that are spreading fake news or talking right. out against vaccines because right. big pharma gives those three platforms a lot of advertising money and right. these platforms don't want to publish information that is disfavorable to their main funder for advertisement revenue right. and so that's why it's so difficult to find right. information that's anti-vaccine or and they spend millions, tens of millions of dollars in public relation campaigns to uh, take this information off the internet. I know I belong to a group that is anti-vaccine and they, there'll be researchers in there, they publish a paper on the internet within 24 hours, it is removed because of this concerted effort to silence people who are trying to speak the truth out about vaccines that make billions of dollars to big pharma, but that are hurting millions of people. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show today to get the warning out to people to stop vaccinating themselves, stop vaccinating their children because your health and your life is at stake if you do so. Right. 
and for the laboratory workers. So there's a chapter in our book, as you know, chapter seven um, talks about we had a they had a big meeting four months before our paper was published because, of course, there's nothing confidential. The government figures out the journals are in bed. You know, they're all propaganda. It's really not science because the journals keep papers they don't want out. They reject them. They, you know, they're supposedly peer review. It's yeah, not peer review. No. It's not so probably still one of the best days of my life was the day October 8th, 2009, the day that paper came out, um, because they had no idea. You know, we were able, we knew the system so well, and we knew the corruption surrounding HIV and what happened in HIV. So an entire continent died, you know, between Bob Gallop and the corruption there. And what do they do? They reward him with an institute, you know, they, you know, so that it's, it's our, it's our legal system. It's everything. So when you read that book and you say, wait a minute, they jailed her. They took away her constitutional rights forever. They, they virtually made her unemployer. I had a perfect credit score and they forced me to file bankruptcy forced me to file bankruptcy or my husband would go back to jail. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would go back to jail and my husband would die, you know, which he almost died the first time. He's 80 years old now and he almost had a heart attack trying to run around Ventura County and find out where the hell I was because he watched this spectacle of dragging me out of my home. And that's what, what, so what, what the book does for most people, it's not, it's, it's a bit sciency. And the reason why it's a bit sciency is because it, we have to show the government, they've not said one word, you know, why in four years since the book's been out and the paperback come, came out and I encourage people to read the paperback, um, also, um, because I wrote an introduction of what I learned between 14 and 17 when the paper, because I learn more every day about the level of corruption. I had no idea. In fact, a lawyer who had written a lot of the legislation for the vaccine um, compensation program uh, called me up one day after seeing the book and said, you have no idea what you stepped in, did you? And I said, no, why don't you tell me? And so we've to, to, to this day, I've never had a hearing. I don't have my constitutional rights. I, I can't work because it says on the internet that I filed bankruptcy and I, I because um, and I, I stole fifteen million dollars from my employers. Really? I mean, at least my brain's not petty theft. Um, yeah. You know, because that's what I stole my brain. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. And then, and you used to testify in vaccine injury court in, in cases. Do. Oh, you still do where where children are injured buy vaccines and then are trying to in some way recoup their life their, their devastating uh, their, their financial devastation from trying to treat their child well and that that court is so corrupt so what I'm doing right now is trying to blow it up um, so I mean it is so corrupted and in fact a, a, a judge I I say I still do but a judge came out and said because of my checkered past, uh-huh. And listed the retraction from the journal and um, and my arrest and jailing. My checkered past says I couldn't be paid for this and I have no credibility. Mm-hmm. So he refused to pay us for three years of work, mm-hmm. uh, which which we will fight. Don't well, I'm not worried about getting paid. I don't work for money, um, as you know. But yes, we we go in there. But the court is so corrupt that it, it literally Jesus Christ Himself could testify and not win this. It's loaded with 
you know, big pharma, the people that for the Department of Justice and Health and Human Services who come in there and testify saying vaccines don't do anything and they couldn't possibly have killed your kid are all paid by big pharma. Yeah, yeah. And so mm-hmm. people like us, you know, they discredit, they, you know, try to, you know, try to make it so, you know, and we were, we were testifying recently on a case. Um, we did it about a year ago for cancer. So a 14 year old gets a cancer associated with that, that, that AIDS patients get, <laughs> and you know why. So we, you know, and, and, and this was, so they were saying he is the vaccines he got, but between a year old, you know, the vaccines, all the virus, the varicella, all the ones that have a lot of DNA, including retroviral DNA in them. Um, and, and that's even the aborted fetal tissue. See, if you put the retrovirus from an endogenous virus from somebody else in you, that's still just as much as if it were a cow virus, a mouse virus, a pig virus. That's why I said essentially every vaccine has retroviruses and plants have retroviruses. Yeasts have retroviruses. So you're putting you're putting all of this. They're essential for regulating DNA and we can't silence them all. So uh, it was, it's really um, interesting to to think about all of this. And we opined in that in that case and um the lawyer called me yesterday as i was um driving here and he said can you find another doctor who can testify because you and dr rossetti and frank rossetti discovered the field of human disease causing retroviruses and he was as i said they said he doesn't know what he's talking about Mm -hmm. so they they've literally changed all of science and are teaching immunology to medical students, that's that's like big pharma propaganda. It's not even true. So this is why your doctors are so, you know, they don't know what's in them. They don't know what happens. They don't know what, what the aluminum and the mercury, but lots of warriors like Chris Exley and Chris Shaw are talking about the aluminum, and they, they are opining in some of these cases. We never win, but, but I don't, um, we rarely win but I don't write them because for for win and losses I I write them for history it's written down and 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 this is going to be a time in our life when people look and say what were we thinking in medicine what were we thinking it's like it's like bloodletting now how we're you know curing these things and it's simple natural products it's simple vitamin c it's simple developing a healthy immune system so you know there you we I'm perfectly healthy and I got two things, smallpox and um, uh, what, what, what's the other one? Polio. You know, and it wasn't polio in a needle full of formaldehyde, which is what people don't understand. It's not that vaccine. Since the 90s, they've been becoming more and more recombinant. None of them are tested. You know, it's not just a piece or a fragment or a gene gun or a sequence. And that's how they get away with it in a lot of these vaccine court cases is they say, oh, that's ridiculous. It would be, you know, and so we we very, you know, we very um, calmly um, explain what injecting animal DNA into a human does. And, and animal DNA is by definition a provirus, and <laughs> at least 15% of it. So, um, uh, it, you know, the, the, it will be understood. Um, it, it will be understood. And, and the great hope is that with because of the Internet, because, you know, now the some of the sites that they're shutting down, Mike Adams has come out with real video. Um, so real video, you can see some of these YouTube projects. We've got World Mercury Project with RFK Jr. Yes, and um, Robert Kennedy Jr. And, mm-hmm. 
and Dell Big Tree's work on the show High Wire. He, we're exposing. We're just exposing, exposing, exposing. And when people see the movie Vax, all the doctors have to do is watch it, and they're like, okay. When they when the government admits the fraud, and yet they've done nothing. They've not subpoenaed him. They've not done whatever. Um, and and you know, and same yeah, you're talking about Robert Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's sad because you're saying that Mike Adams had to create an alternate video channel for like like YouTube because YouTube is censoring anything related to vaccinations. It, it's it's right. it's crazy. They haven't done everything. I mean, there's still information on there about vaccines, but they are systematically censoring people speaking out about the truth about vaccines. It's it's crazy to me. Right, and and Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, but it shows in my book they they had death threats against dr suzanne humphreys yes. mm-hmm. and the fbi said oh she's an anti-vaxxer she made the threats against herself mm-hmm. and yeah. and the fbi's full-on in it and yeah. that's what we show in my book the fbi's full-on in it yeah. the fbi was part of the false arrest you know somebody has to create all this paperwork yeah. it's your government folks and so i i quickly wrote mike and said hey mike you know, she needs to walk into that, never meet with the FBI without a lawyer. You know, I've spent $60,000 in the last five years meeting with the FBI, always with a loader, with a lawyer. I've given them hard drives of proof of everything I say. And what have they done? Nothing. Just like William Thompson. Just like so they, he admitted the fraud. And so we now know, you know, Frank Rossetti, um, what we're going to have in the rest of the, the next book that Kent writes, because we're writing another one now, because we learn more of the story every day, um, that when Frank Rossetti, they forced him into retirement. And when they retired, when he retired, he could take any of his data with him, except or any of his notebooks with him, except anything having to do with XMRV, and that he was supposed to throw in a recyclable container, and, and it would be burned like the Thompson, like the data associating MMR with autism. So when people see that, um, did, yeah, I mean, he put it in the recycle container. I just want you to know, but it ended up on my porch. <laughs> so I got it. We got all the data. We got all the samples. We're, we're good. We will. We will continue to expose. So I want to talk a little bit about mandatory vaccinations. So in the Big Pharma is doing a concerted campaign to uh, mandate vaccines worldwide and systematically state by state by state is falling where vaccines are mandatory, including California. And this is happening in Australia. It's happening in Italy. It's happening in other countries where vaccines are being mandated. And it's not for medical reasons. This is not for safety. This is not for herd immunity. It's only about money. Um, It's only about money. And also because when these uh, these children becoming vaccinated become ill, then Big Pharma (laughs) also profits from all the testing and the drugs and blah, 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 blah. So- um, And we're dying early. We're dying early. Mm-hmm. So can we're Cancers seeing, like, like I'm here in Half Moon Bay, California today, seeing a 28-year-old, um, a 28-year-old with one of the worst breast cancers um, I've ever seen. And I've only seen a few of them in the world. And she's heavily vaccinated. And the Gardasil vaccine, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a French oncologist just exposed that the Gardasil vaccine vaccine, um, you know, literally is causing cancer. And we know that we've known it for a few years and we're fighting it. So yes, the mandatory vaccines, um, it's unconstitutional. You know, and people don't rec- realize that, you know, Thomas Jefferson and our forefathers, Hamilton, when when, when we were forming this country, um, you know, one of the 
reasons to get around um, uh, away from England was because England said you either belong to the Church of England or you don't get an education. Well, here we are in um, in California, and and you don't you don't get a uh, a vaccination, and you don't get an education. And so, so what about constitutional rights? Well, mine were all removed. Why would, so we, we are systematically removing our constitutional rights. And, and, um, and unless people, you know, I work with, you know, uh, Health Freedom Idaho, Health Freedom, every, all the health freedom fighters here in California, in, in Ohio, we, we got go anywhere and talk to anybody um, to encourage them to fight against these laws, not only mandatory vaccines, but but anything else. I mean, I can't get, you can't do a clinical trial for cancer and get a stem cell transplant without having to get vaccinated right after that. So It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Causing the cancers with the vaccination. So I, I mean, and I had a friend, I mean, and he's dead now. He had a perfectly successful um, stem cell transplant, and and the city of Hope, where he was being treated, said the clinical trial requires the vaccines. And I'm like, please, 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 don't go back. That's what people can do. Don't go. Don't go to the doctor. You can weigh your own child. Yes. You know, don't go. Don't get bullied. You know, we're getting together and teaching people. Um, Dr. Rossetti and I don't have a lot to do. We'll teach your children. You know, that's what we're doing. We're, you know, well, we'll we can do webinars. We can do education online. You know, I have so many family members that say my daughter wants to go to USC and she's unvaccinated. Well, what do I do? I said, pick another university go somewhere else oh her heart set on it and it's like what can i say to you you know yeah and i'm I'm terrified because i just moved and i'm enrolling my daughter in public school for the first time and i have because my daughter was vaccine injured and i spent a hundred thousand dollars two years in occupational therapy speech therapy a special school for autistic children to draw through her language and she's normal now and i intend to keep her that way I do have a, uh, you know, a, a medical exemption, a doctor uh, went through our whole history and signed a medical exemption, a waiver for vaccines until she's 21 years of age. But right. I'm terrified that somehow it won't meet the, the, the school's requirements to avoid vaccines. So I'm just waiting to see what happens when, uh, when I enroll her and go to the school. Um, so it's just, uh, it's a very nerve wracking thing to have your child have a medical procedure that they had a severe reaction to, but still be required to have that medical procedure. Like they would never do that if you're allergic to penicillin, force you to take penicillin. Correct, correct. And in every cancer, in every commercial for these cancer drugs, which are also against the law, they're, they're false advertising. But when you look at these cancer drug commercials, they say, tell your doctor if you have a vaccine or you expect to get one, why? Because they're medical procedures. Why do we do it in a grocery store? You're you're right. It's we've but we've got to change everyone's I, mindset. You know, immunity doesn't come in a needle. Immunity comes from a, a healthy immune system and keeping it healthy with natural products, plants, a good diet, healthy food, no glyphosate, no Roundup, no GMOs. You know. As, as Zach Bush said, on, um, he did a show on, on Highwire about middle of June, and it was called Bulletproof Your Health. Um, and Bulletproof Your Health, he said, you don't need a doctor. You need to know your farmer. Yeah. You need to go back to healthy living. <laughs> you need to know your farmer. So this is, I mean, and that's all you need 
need to stay healthy. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons I wrote about the chapter in our book um, about the lab workers, which I diverted from, my brain goes from here to there and everywhere. Um, but um, in the, they, the government was, the doctors are all getting sick. And so the nurses are all getting sick. So it's, it's it, and, and the, the big, oh my God was, we can't afford to retrofit our labs, biosafety level three, like we do when we work with HIV so that we can work with mice. So they even redefined contagious. They redefined it. So, you know, it's all aerosolized and they redefine contagious in order to, um, you know, literally just um, keep, keep the lab workers working and, and take away their risk. I'm infected. I mean, and I was heavily infected because of the lies of the government between 2009 and 2011 on our paper. And I was never infected before because I worked my whole life. I worked on Ebola. I worked on, I worked my whole life in biosafety three and, and biosafety level four facilities there to work with these dangerous um, pathogenic agents. Uh, and, um, and so I got infected at the Institute. They can't afford the lawsuits. Hmm. They can't afford the lawsuits. And, 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 and they're, but, but I, I'm, you, you see me sitting here. I'm basically, well, I can get sick. Yeah, and that's because you had a found life, lifelong foundation of health, healthy food, and no vaccinations. I mean, the vaccines, like you said, you had 50 years ago were not the same yep. vaccines today. Very, right. very different. And, and I only had two, and I would never get one again. So, so the infected populations shouldn't be getting vaccines either. And do you know they're, va they're, they're mandating the vaccination of autistic kids yeah. because vaccines don't cause autism and they're causing, and in fact, in one child, which we took to vaccine court, a doctor called me and said, Judy, I have a problem. You know, this high functioning Asperger's, um, has had uh, developed seizures immediately after a flu shot. So you see, um, you know, we know that when you throw gasoline on a fire, you've got a problem. So no immune compromised patient. We didn't vaccinate AIDS patients. We are now, but we didn't until 2011. So we've just started, you know, and what I always say to people is, hey, you didn't kill them the first time. You know, it's the deplorables. Think about AIDS patients. Oh, the prostitutes, the IV drug users, you know, they're the deplorables. They, the gays, the lesbian, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of, um, you know, I, I don't even know what to call it, but they convinced us all it was their bad behavior. And so the homeless in San Diego, Hep A vaccine, hepatitis A vaccine is one of the worst. They're loaded. I mean, and so they're just, oh, we're just going to vaccinate them all because they're spreading hep hepatitis A around. They're just trying to get them off the streets. Yeah. They're just killing them. They're killing them. I mean, literally killing the deplorables in our in our society, including me, I guess. <laughs> so. Well, Julia, I, I really uh, commend your bravery in spending your life working on this type of research and standing up for what you believe in and standing up to Big Pharma in the face of them trying to hurt you and, and ruin yeah. your life. And this is what deters a lot of people from doing cancer research and vaccine research because they're literally putting their, their lives and their security at risk uh, to do so. Right, so, exactly. <laughs> so thank so. you so much for what you're doing. And, and where can people find you? Say if they have questions or concerns or need help uh, with their health, um, where can they find you and what kind of work do you do with people? Well, I, uh, we work um, markinc.org, M-A-R-C-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Um, we have a 
new website, a healing website, um, being put together as we speak. Um, I'll get that link for you. Um, and plaguethebook.com. So we put we put a lot of things up. Um, I, my phone number is as public as any. And if you, so, if you go to markinc.org, which is just Mikeovitz and Rossetti Consulting Incorporated, it's a S corp because um, because I'm full on bankrupt. Um, I can't have a credit card or more than five hundred dollars. So the good Dr. Rossetti takes care of me in this company and funds me to do whatever. So we work with people like I'm doing right now. I'm up with a family and that cancer patient and the natural products. You know. There's a lot of hope. You know, we know exactly how to treat these, and we're just natural products. The, the doctors in Kaiser have given up on her and the insurance companies. So you can you can find me at, at our websites. Um, I answer the phone. I answer as many emails a day as I can answer, and, and, and I go give seminars um, for doctors. That's how you found me through um, and healthcare professionals through through Julie Sands Donaldson and um, Dr. Ben Lynch. Uh, you know, so we try to post autismone.org. We try to post every talk I give, and we try um, to teach other doctors, Dr. Klinghart, Dr. Bigger, doc, um, many many doctors who are out there recognizing the work is right and right and true um, and just healing people. So there, there are easy ways to heal people. Um, not, it, it, it takes a while in some of the, the more injured, but once we, once we clean up the plague of corruption, we, we can easily handle the plague of disease by good old-fashioned um, health and, and immunity, and that's what we do. Natural health and healing. Yes. Yeah. Well, Judy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And everyone, it's a fantastic podcast. So I wanted to have Judy come on and talk about her story and talk about her just amazing, groundbreaking research. You can learn more at uh, my website about how to detox your body at myersdetox.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much, Wendy.